Okay, guys, the title of my talk tonight is Too Cool for School. Anybody see the Instagram photo I posted? It was AG high, and then I put Too Cool for School on it right there. Kind of like if you were walking in, you're like, Psh, Too Cool for School. Why am I even here? I'm just going to turn around. Why? Too Cool for School. Um, how many of you guys get, like, what's the thing? Senioritis? There's, I don't think there's any seniors in here. Eighth grade-itis, graduation-itis, senior-itis, junior-itis is a, is a real thing. There's a real evil one out there. It's called sophomore-itis. And then the worst of all of them, freshman-itis. Have you guys ever had a case of the freshman-itis? It comes, it comes on you, and you're just like, no, I don't want to go to school. Freshman-itis. I experienced... Those. They're tough. Check it out. This is how old I am. I just had my 10-year high school reunion. I don't do the math, but so I'm almost 30. But I just had my 10-year high school reunion the other day. And I got to see some of my friends I hadn't seen in 10 years. And it went by like that. It was real fast. Some of them had totally changed. Some of them, not so much. And interestingly enough, when I was thinking about this message, because I knew this title I wanted to talk about, Too Cool for School, um, interesting, too, too school for cool. Um, interesting enough, some of the people in my school that were too cool for school, they kind of walked in that. They were too cool. They didn't really make too many friends, or they were higher up on the popularity list, and they thought they were a little bit too cool. Some of them changed, but when I went to my t high school reunion, some of them had not changed, and they were still walking in that. They were still thinking they were pretty cool. They were maybe too cool for School, that's kind of how it starts. Too cool for a job. Too cool for getting married. Too cool for paying their bills. Too cool for getting a life and progressing. So it can start early. So we're going to avoid that. Okay, if you're driving into freshmanitis or sophomoreitis tonight, we're going to take a complete turn away from that. And we're going to talk about your attitude. So I think it's really important to talk about our attitude. Um, check it out. You guys all have something in common. Other than that, you have all graduated from sixth grade, maybe. You're all human, yes. What I want to talk about is you are all students, right? Every single one of you go to school, right? Every single one of you guys are all students. It doesn't matter what school you go to. It doesn't matter what grade you're in. None of that matters. You guys are all students, right? You've been called your position, that your age right now, that's what God has for you, is that you are a student. You're supposed to go to school and learn, right? You're supposed to go to school and learn. That's where you've been positioned. All of you guys are all students, so you're all connected, right? Your life at school, sometimes people tend to act a little differently here or maybe at church or maybe at home than you do at school. You guys think of that? Maybe... Maybe think about yourself. Do you act differently at school than you do around people here or around people at your home, around your family maybe? So that's not a good thing. We don't want to live separate lives. See, a lot of times the world wants to separate. This. They want to separate faith and spiritual. They want to separate that and secular. They want you to just separate those things. They don't want to bring two and two. You guys know what secular is? All things like not God, not God, secular. 
and then all things God, like faith, spiritual. So a lot of times the world tries to split those things. But I'm telling you tonight, and what the Bible says is we're not going to split those things. We're going to walk tall in that. We're going to check our attitudes about some things. We're going to talk about some things tonight. I think it's going to be really beneficial for you guys. And I really appreciate you guys are all like listening intently. I got a lot of eyes on me. John's staring me down, dude. He's like on it. Yeah, this is good. I appreciate it. Guess how many hours you spend sitting in class? High school. High school. How many, how many hours, Alvin? How many hours do you think? From freshman year to senior year, how many hours do you think? nothing. You spend no hours in class. Jake, how many hours? 5,000 hours? That's exactly true. Alvin, first guess. You, did you guys know that? If freshman to senior year, you spend 5,000 hours in class. That's a lot of hours, right? <laughs> That's a lot of hours sitting in class learning. And let me tell you guys, you're going to go through school has anybody noticed yet you're, you're relearning the same stuff? Like Spanish one. <laughs> Spanish one all over again. I already learned that. Oh, my God. Now I'm learning it again. No, seriously, though. Like, do you guys, have you guys noticed that? Freshman year, history is the same as, like, sophomore year. Maybe just gets a little bit more information, but it's still imparting more and more. What's that? You don't? That's cool. That's awesome. So wouldn't it make sense with those 5,000 hours that Alvin just like straight guessed out of nowhere? Wouldn't it make sense that you'd want to be like purposeful and you want to like seize the opportunity of every single one of those hours? You guys, right? Yeah, right? First Corinthians. Let's see what Paul, Apostle Paul has to say in First Corinthians 10.31. He says, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Everything you do, do it for the glory of God. Do you guys think we could utilize that in, like, school? Like, every day? Can we do that? Can we show glory to God? That's, that's a challenge. Yes, sir. Are you guys showing glory to God right now? Think about all those hours you're spending in school. In whatever you do, not just some things. I'm sorry, let's reread this. Whatever you do, he just grabbed everything and said, hey, guys, don't separate. Don't be somebody else. Whatever you do, show glory to God in everything. That's a huge calling. That's awesome. You guys can do that. Each and every single one of you can do that. Make the best of your 5,000 hours. And check this out. In Psalm 39, David wrote, Lord, where can I flee from your spirit? How many of you guys know that you cannot flee from God's spirit? It follows you everywhere. He follows you to school. He follows you in your class. He follows you through the tests. He follows you through practice, through the games. He's in the huddles. He's in the locker room. God is everywhere. We cannot flee. There's nowhere you can go to get away from God. He is with you. That's a great thing, but we got to remember when God is watching us, God is around us all the time. He's always there. We got to remember and be mindful to give glory to God, to show him honor with the way we live our lives. Do not detach. Don't live separate lives. 
live as one person. Anybody know Jonah from the Bible? Jonah and the whale? Yeah. Jonah and the whale? Yeah. Jonah and the big fish? If you guys learned that in kindergarten, or maybe you just learned it now. I just reread it. It's four, four chapters. Jonah and the whale. How many of you guys want a quick summary of what Jonah and the whale is? John wants to know. Awesome. Jensen wants to know. Sweet. Jonah and the whale. This is a sweet story. It's in the Old Testament. This guy named Jonah, he's a prophet. Jonah is talking to God, and God tells Jonah, hey, I want you to go to this city called Nineveh. Okay, you follow me on that? Say Nineveh. Nineveh. God says, go to Nineveh and share with all those people. I want you to tell them about me. I want you to tell them about God. I want you to tell them about me. So he gives them this calling. He gives them this duty. What do you guys think Jonah does? He doesn't want to do it. And he's like, nope, I don't want to do that. So you know what? That's Nineveh, and this is anywhere else. See ya. Like, right? Like, if that's Nineveh, he, like, literally leaves and just goes the exact opposite direction and where God tells him to go. That's intense. <laughs> he goes and gets on a boat, and he's like, I'm on a boat. I'm out. Peace out. I'm on a boat, right? That's how the song actually came out of Jonah. Um, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me sailing on a big white sea. Um, so Jonah gets on a boat, and he, like, hides out. I totally imagine Jonah just, like, hiding out, and he's like, where's Nineveh? Let's go the opposite way. I want to get out of here, right? So he's hiding, and then all of a sudden, there's all these, like, gnarly storms and everything. The boat starts, like, like they could go overboard and just starts getting crazy, and all the crew members are like, what's going on? Why is this happening to us? So they start checking all the people, and all of a sudden, they find Jonah, and they're like, what did you do? What did they start questioning him? And he's like, you know what? It's me. Uh, it's probably me. God's mad at me. I know it's God. He's going to make us drown. I, I know it because he wants me to do something. I don't want to do it, though. So you know what? Throw me overboard. <laughs> it's me. I'm going to kill all you guys. So throw me overboard. I'm not on a boat anymore. So he gets thrown overboard. And right when Jonah, like, lands in the water, the Bible says that, like, the seas start to calm. But then God sends a great fish, a large fish, and it swallows Jonah whole. It says, great fish, according to the scriptures, sir. But popularized people use a whale because think, people think about, like, what could swallow a human, so they just automatically put a whale. But we don't know if this was a whale or it's just, it's a great fish. God can create anything. He's the creator of anything. This great fish could have been a special fish just for Jonah. Anyways, swallows him up. Jonah's in there for three days and three nights. He's inside of a whale. Okay? He's in there, and he starts praying to God, and he's like, God, I want to be out of this. Okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go talk to Nineveh. I'll tell him about you. Three days, three nights, God spits him out. Whatever happens to fish, whatever, goes on its merry way. And then... <laughs> He shows up, he's on land, and he goes to Nineveh. What happens when he gets to Nineveh? He shares God with everybody. And he, the word, this is like a, Nineveh's huge. And Nineveh was so lost that they didn't know, the Bible says they didn't know their left hand from their right hand. That's all it, that's all it says, just kind of grasping how messed up they were. They didn't even know their left hand from their right hand. They're like, huh, what? They're totally lost. So Jonah goes through and tells everybody, 
and it gets to the king, and the king makes this big decree, and he's like, oh, we're going to turn from our sinful ways. We're going to follow God, and everybody in the entire city gets saved. What, do you guys know what it's called when a lot of people get saved all at once? It's called revival. That's it. It's called revival. This is something Christ followers want. We want revival. We want a large number of people to come to know God, right? Are you doing good, Sophie? Okay, good. Awesome. Cool. Just checking on you. Um, so it's called revival, and we want this. And it all started from a guy named Jonah who just got swallowed by a fish. He didn't want to do this, but it happened. And then he saved a lot of people. It was awesome. But then what did Jonah do after it? He was bummed. He was bummed at God, and he was like, yeah, I didn't want to do that. And those people didn't even deserve to hear you. God, I'm just so bummed out of the whole situation. So when I was thinking about that, I was like, Jonah? Sorry, guys. Jonah's a lot like a high schooler. He's a lot like a high schooler. I'm serious. How easy is it to think you're too cool for school? How easy is it to go to school and be like, I don't want to go to school. This is lame. It's dumb. I'm going to do other things. Whatever. I don't care. It's the law, right? Doesn't the law say you have to go to school? I'm pretty sure you have to go to school. It's the law. And isn't that crazy that, like, your parents tell you, life tells you, cops tell you, teachers tell you, everybody in your whole life is telling you to go to school, right? Isn't that crazy? The have-tos in life, those ones are pretty hard, right? The have-tos we tend not to want to do because we're getting, like, forced. We're kind of getting pushed into it, right? The have-tos. We tend to not care when we have to do something, and we tend to lose sight of what the purpose is of going to school. The main purpose, let me tell you guys this, the main purpose of going to school, to get educated, right? You're there to get educated. Some people in other countries don't get to get educated. They don't even get school. You guys are blessed with going to school. You're blessed with teachers who studied for years and years to get there to be able to talk to you. Don't you guys think everything you do in life should have purpose? You shouldn't just like float through life and be like, eh, this is just another day. Dumb, right? No way. Don't you want to wake up and like live your life with purpose? Be like, God, I want to serve you today. I want to tell people about you. I just want to, I want to have a great day, God. Be with me today, God. So I'm gonna, I want to encourage you guys, take God with you to school. I got told that when I was like in like sixth grade. And I was like, what does that look like? Oh, well, I'm just going to try it. So what did I do? I literally, like, took God to school. I was like, all right, God, let's go. Come on. I wasn't, like, talking out loud, but, like, you know, I was talking to him in my head. We walked to the bus stop. I went through my entire day. Like, I took God to school. And it was a way different experience, let me tell you. It was a way different experience, knowing that he was there. Being present and, like, just knowing the fact that God was right there with me, it totally changed everything. I'm telling you. Try it. Take God with you to school. Be aware that he is right there, because he, he is. Think about how you can bring glory to God in every aspect of your life. How could you bring glory to God by having a great conversation with your teacher? How can you have, how can you give glory to God by being a good athlete, by being a good sportsman, right? How about being a good friend? We've talked a lot about friends here, yeah? How about being a good classmate to some other people? How about being nice to the janitor? Just being nice to the janitor, that's showing God glory. Just by showing love to the janitor and be like, hey, man, appreciate you. You have a great day, man. That's it. That's showing God's love right there. That's awesome. You have no idea what that might mean to him. That's huge. See, Jonah didn't want to talk to some people. 
in Nineveh, and he had to get swallowed by a fish. <laughs> I don't want you guys to get swallowed by a fish and then spit back out three days later. I don't want that. I think we can avoid that. Colossians 4, 5 says, Be wise and make the most of every opportunity. I want you guys to take the opportunity. You have 5,000 hours in school. 5,000 hours. That's a lot. Make the most of every opportunity, you guys. Make the most. Think about it. Did you guys, today, when you guys went to school, Esteban, when you went to school today, did you bring glory to God, or did you maybe have a bad attitude? It's a question we should all be asking ourselves. We should be wondering, did I bring glory to God today? Can you just be regular, normal? What is normal, though? Are you separating God? Bring God. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We can bring God. We can shine what God's done for us to other people. In fact, we're called to it in whatever we do. You have a purpose, and your purpose is to bring glory to God in the way you act and your attitude. Your attitude is huge. If, if, your, li- if your life is like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, your attitude is like the bread. If you don't have bread, how do you have a p- peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Okay, I went to camp one time, and I put, I put peanut butter here and jelly here, and you, and you eat it, and that's a hand, sa- hand peanut butter jelly sandwich. It's disgusting. You better make sure your hands are washed, but that's legit. You wonder if the janitor did that? Check it out. Jonah thought that he was too cool. Check it out, guys. Jonah thought that he was too cool for school. And he bailed and went the opposite way. He thought that he was better than the people in Nineveh. He thought he was better, so he turned and went the opposite way. Have you guys ever seen somebody and been like, I ain't talking to them. They're not as cool as me or whatever. Whatever your your pre-judgment was on them. And if you're going to lie and tell tell us here that you've never pre-judged somebody, that's not real because we all have pre-judged somebody. We are all guilty of that. But we can stop ourselves and we can change our attitude on how, check it out, we can change our attitude, you guys, so that we don't do something like that and we don't prejudge somebody just because they don't look like us. Do you guys know there's like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of students here on the Central Coast? How many people are in this room tonight? How many students? Like 30. What about all those empty seats? What about, what about back by Michael? How come there's like a 50 rows of empty seats? There's like tons of rows of empty seats. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of students. Hey, listen up. There are tons and tons of students on the Central Coast. A lot of them don't know who God is. A lot of them are going through hard times and could use somebody to help them out. A lot of them could hear come to know about Jesus. I always look up to my wife because my wife grew up in a non-Christian family and she did not know about Jesus. She went to high school, didn't even know about God. And then finally, when somebody invited her, finally, and this is how she says it, finally, when I got invited, I finally got to find out who Jesus was. And she's like, I'm mad at everybody before that who didn't tell me. She's like, I had tons of friends in youth group and they never told me about youth group and I didn't get to find out about God. 
So if you ask Valerie to share testimony, her faith story, she'll be like, yeah, people hid Jesus from me. I didn't know. And then finally when I knew, I was able to get saved. I was finally able to receive healing. I was finally able to have my life completely transformed by God. It was amazing. But people hid him from me. Sometimes we're a little bit too quiet. Sometimes we're a tiny bit too quiet, and we should be a little bit louder. Right? Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Does anybody have the Bible out with them? It's on my phone. Don't touch your phone. Weapons of mass distraction. Don't touch them. Check it out, what Dr. Luke says. Actually, it's not even Dr. Luke, but it's in Luke. Luke 5.31. This is Jesus. Jesus says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteousness. Sorry, yeah, call the righteous but sinners to repentance. So he's saying that healthy people don't go to a hospital, right? If you're sick, then you go to a hospital. The church should be a place for people who are sick. Not just only healthy people having a party, nobody else is invited. Oh, you don't look right, don't come in. No way, everybody's invited. Everybody is invited. Something's wrong, you don't belong. That's you're thinking about, you're being, that's the, that's the Jonah way to think. Nope, nope, you're, I'm not going to tell you. Peace out. Going into the storm. Then I'm going to have a hard time there. It's really tough, right? Maybe we should spend more time talking to the unhealthy than to the healthy. Yeah? Branch out. I encourage you guys, branch out. Go say hi to some people that you've never talked to at your school. Shine God's glory to people. Make God proud. Bring him with you. I guarantee you he'll be there with you. Guarantee you. Jonah, what happened? Jonah shared God with people, and there was like a whole city was saved. There was huge revival. Tons of people come to know who God was. It was amazing. It was huge. Nineveh was known as a place where, where God reigned. It was awesome. And there was just one guy. If you guys have ever listened to a Jesus culture uh, sermon, they like to talk about revival, revivalists. They want it, and they're seeing lots of it. There's, t- there's different seasons of revival, like all over the earth and stuff. But they, they say it all the time because they're trying to encourage you, just like I'm going to encourage you right now. Like, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, we, we, I'm staring at a bunch of revivalists right here. I absolutely believe it. I'm staring at revivalists. Your school could totally be one for Christ. I'm literally staring at people who are going, I'm staring at all of you, is what I'm saying. You guys can totally see your school saved. Start small, and then work your way up. Talk to your family. Talk to some of your best friends. Share God with them. Encourage them. Love them. Respect them. That's what we're called to. Remember Jonah, who didn't believe, and he went the opposite way. Don't be like that. I want you guys to know that it's not all up to me. And a lot of people tend to think, oh, I'll just let the guy that works in my church take care of it. I'll just let the main pastor do it. I'll let the guys on TV do it. Um, I'll let my friend who reads the Bible a lot, like he's, he's a Jesus guy, I'll let him do it. Not me, though. I, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not going to save people. No way. That's not real whatsoever. That's not real. It's on everybody. It's on all of us. We all have the opportunity. You are called and equipped to share God 
to encourage people to love, people to serve others. 100%. Don't just think the other person's going to do it. Because you know what's going to happen? The other person probably won't do it, and then that person will never hear who Jesus is. That's it. That's probably what will happen. You got to be that person. And I'm not talking about people. I'm not telling you to go stand on a box, a soapbox, and yell at people, Jesus saves, come on, you got to go. Come on, if you don't repent. I'm not talking about that. That's not, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about loving people. I'm just talking about serving people. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty intense. That's pretty intense. I'm not talking about screaming. I'm just talking about bringing glory to God in every aspect of your life, Aaron, in every aspect of your life. The way you are on the, on the, on the field, that's going to bring glory to God. That can be a bigger thing than you screaming and shouting at a bunch of people. Your attitude is huge. It's a huge part of your life. The way you guys, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm almost done, and then we're going to break out into groups. The way you guys talk to, um, to me sometime or the way you guys talk to John and we, guys, we talk and stuff because we love and care about you guys so much. But sometimes, i got to be honest, the way you guys talk, and I love being in your conversations and everything, but sometimes the way you guys talk about either e- each other here or friends at school or your teachers or your parents and stuff, sometimes the way you talk about them is like heartbreaking. It, like, it hurts. We stay cool. We stay good. We love you guys. And we're going to be there with you. And I'm not saying don't share. I'm saying definitely share. But it's intense. You guys might want to check yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Check out your attitude. Maybe if you're the one, remember we've talked about this before, about friends. If you're the one always complaining about other people, what about you? How are you as a friend, right? How, how good of a friend are you to people? Are you just talking bad on people? You could be shining God's glory. You could, you could be bringing glory and honor to God. You could be loving people. You could change your attitude, and I guarantee you it would change your friendships. Guarantee you would change the way people think about you. Even if it doesn't, you're doing your best. It's not all up to you. You just do your best. That's what God calls us to do. Are you guys making the most of every five, like every hour of the 5,000 hours you're going to spend? In high school? No? Think about it. How can you make the best of all those up? How you can how can you take advantage of every single one of those opportunities? One second, Aaron. I want to ask you guys, when you woke up this morning, were you guys excited to get to school or were you not excited? Be honest. This is a safe place. You weren't, you weren't. You weren't, right? Nobody wanted to go, right? Everybody was like, ah. School. Ugh. School. John was excited to come to work. Let me tell you guys this. Go to school. You're call- you, you, this is your age. You have to go to school. This is what it is. And it's not a thing to be, like, burdened by it. Do not be burdened with your age. Don't try and live outside of your age, too. Don't try and live out of it. Don't try and live out of your job. Don't try and live out of anything that God's given you. Just be faithful to what you're doing. Keep taking care of it. Think about your life as like a field. Just keep going to work in your field. Just keep going to work. Keep going to work. Keep being faithful. God blesses those, 
right, who are continually faithful. He loves that. Just keep going to work, you guys. I encourage you. Keep trusting God. Keep going to work. Keep talking to him. Open this Bible. Check it out. Ask God to tell, tell you who he is. Come talk to me and John. Talk to your leaders. Keep going to work. If you take off of your job and you go to a different, go to a different field, that's somebody else's field. Take care of your field. Keep being, keep being positive. Stay on your field. Stay the course. And your course is school. That's where you are right now. Remember when I talked last time about seasons? God will bring you out of the season of school for sure. I've been out of school for 10 years now, but I've been in school almost the entire time. <laughs> but that's because I chose to continue to get more schooling. But God will take you out of the season, and he'll bring you a new one. But I'm not saying everything's going to be fixed by that. Just because you're like, oh, sweet, senioritis, but now I'm done. I graduated. Anybody ever heard of jobitis? It's totally real. So is it really worth it, like waking up every day being miserable? No. Nobody wants to live and be miserable. You guys don't want to be miserable. It's not fun. Bogs you down. It's not good. It's because it's of the enemy. Miserable is not from God. You know what's from God? Joy, peace, love, happiness, kindness. How many of you guys want to wake up tomorrow and be excited to go to school? God, I'm excited about the 5,000 hours. I'm ex- whatever, I'm excited about it. I'm going to shine. I'm going to shine glory for you, God. I'm going to bring glory and honor to your name, Father. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to be faithful to what you have me doing, which is what you're having me do right now, which is school, which is go to school. So go to school. Take God with you. Take the, make the most of your 5,000 hours in school. That's a lot of hours. Make the most of every single one of them, you guys. This is your youth ministry. It's not mine. It's not John's. This is your guys' ministry. Me and John already grew up. We already had our ministry. This isn't ours. This is your guys's. We get to be a part of it. We get to help lead and talk to you guys and everything. Yes. But ours is over. When I was done with my youth ministry, my, my youth pastor looked me straight in the eye and said, your youth ministry is over. You're done. Now you're going to go. And you're going to go help and lead other people who are in their youth ministry. So I'm telling you, this is yours. It's not mine. You bring your hearts to your kingdom.